Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And I am just absolutely pumped about today's content. We're talking about a topic that, that will seem like it would be super familiar for me, but it's actually not. We're talking about YouTube marketing, but YouTube on the organic side. I do almost all YouTube ads. And so this is, this is new to me and going to be a ton of fun. Hey, Brett Curry here. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to talk quickly about YouTube ads. People ask me all the time, what makes for a great YouTube ad? And it's true. The ad is the hardest part for getting YouTube to work. Now, I love the campaign structure. I love audience targeting. And I love tinkering with bids and using the smart bid algorithm. And I even like budget management. I like all that behind the scenes stuff. But I've seen it time and time again where the exact same campaign structure just limps along with a mediocre video. But you get the right video with the right message that resonates with people, and that same campaign structure just takes off. It scales. And so over the last couple of years, my team and I, we've been collecting good YouTube ads. We've been watching, we've been paying attention, looking at our own clients, looking at the numbers, finding what are ads that resonate and work on YouTube. And so we started building this little guide, this little guide that we use internally. And we started categorizing ads and giving them fun names like the manifesto and the UGC mashup and the have it all. And so we started kind of breaking down what elements in these videos make them work. And so I was speaking at a recent event, and I just happened to mention that this resource existed, and uh, people sort of clamored for it. Like, everybody's like, hey, I want to see the guy. I want to see that resource. I want to see all these successful ads. And so that's what we've done. So we put together this resource, kind of first time ever, going to share it with a broader audience. It's free. So check it out and get our list of winning YouTube ad formulas with lots of examples. Let this be your inspiration for your next killer YouTube ad. So this is a free resource. We'll link to it in the show notes to this show, but you can also go to omgcommerce.com, click on resources and then guides, and it's the YouTube ad templates and guide. Check it out, and I hope it inspires your next killer YouTube ad campaign. And now, back to the show. My guest today is Miss Liz Germain. Liz is a YouTube marketing expert. She is a rock star at this stuff. She is the founder of Vidfluence and her own YouTube channel along with her clients have racked up over 100 million organic views. That's just straight gangster. And so with that, Liz, uh, welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks so, so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk about this and share some of the organic and SEO strategies that we have seen working for us and our clients. Yeah, so a quick a quick story about how we met. Um, so we did, OMG, we did an event at the YouTube LA offices, the Google YouTube offices in LA. This is before all, all events were uh, shut down and or postponed. And so during one of the Q&A sessions, uh, Liz stood up in the back and asked a really smart question. You know how sometimes someone goes to the microphone, they ask a question, you think, yeah, I, I don't think you thought that through before you voiced that question. But your question was like super intelligent. And then you said something about organic video views. And I was like, I, I don't know that. that this is, this is, this is a, a really smart person. So anyway, we connected afterwards, found out she's a rock star with organic YouTube. And so, so here we are. And 
I think it'd be kind of fun, uh, or, or maybe fun's not the right word, interesting, given the current state of things. And I know with this being a podcast, you guys may be listening to this and the world is back to normal. But as of the time we're recording, the world is not very normal. We're all in quarantine or lockdown or at home or whatever. And so, Liz, what have you seen in terms of viewership and how that's shifted and changed here in the last few weeks? Yeah, so it's interesting times for sure. And obviously, as everyone's in quarantine, I started to get really curious with people being laid off and people being at home and people looking for online information, not just for their physical health and safety, but also for mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, getting updates and news and being able to work out from home, being able to you know, start generating income from home. So I started getting really curious, how is this affecting YouTube viewership? I went in and I looked at my channel when this first started peaking, like when it first started breaching in the USA. And we were up 43% in viewership that that week, that very first week before the quarantine was enforced. And then the following week, um, the channel went up to 153% on, on my own personal channel, which is a health and fitness channel for women. And I just checked it last night and we were at 248% increase. So they're continuing to climb. And obviously, as people are more and more locked up in quarantine, the health and fitness channel makes sense because people need home workouts. They are trying to stay healthy while they're they're in quarantine. And also, I got curious, how is this affecting my, my other clients? And are their views also going up? I went and looked um, a physical therapy client who does a lot of mobility trainings and stuff online who just started her YouTube channel. Um, in the past week, she's now at 8.1 thousand more views than usual, Whoa. which is awesome. She also gained 1.4 thousand subscribers in the last week. Um, uh, one of our clients who is a business and finance expert, Harv Ecker, um, he's up 19.6 thousand more views than usual, which is insane. That's a really, really, really awesome. Um, a self-publishing channel is up almost 2000 more views than usual and then a, a gaming and gaming addiction and mental health channel is also up 2.4 thousand more views than usual and that's just a, a handful of some of the client results that we're seeing obviously all of their metrics are up across the board their watch time is up their subscribers are, are going up some more than others and so you know it's really interesting times and I think Regardless of when someone's listening to this episode, if you're still in quarantine, awesome. Like, take this as a sign that YouTube is the way to go. Absolutely. And also, even beyond that, into the future, I mean, this is like, if this isn't a, a loud and clear sign that everybody is moving towards having more online assets, building up their online business, increasing their viewership, increasing their brand credibility and their visibility across the board online to provide more safety, more. Uh, efficient ways to deliver information for leads and prospects, then, you know, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the time was right before all of this happened to build a YouTube channel, to build a following, to start cranking out great content for a lot of the reasons we'll get into on this show. But but now, I mean, it's just imperative. And it, that's been interesting. So I've been, you know, watching things on Facebook too of People are talking about their, you're talking about fitness, people are talking about their fitness goals, right? So like, hey, if I'm stuck at home, I as well lose some weight and get ready for, get my beach bod ready if I ever get to go to the beach again and and stuff like that. So that's definitely happening. But also, you're right, the mental health, spiritual health, all those things are, are being talked about a lot right now as well. So uh, on the ad side of the equation, I just want to throw this out there because I'm a, I'm a YouTube ad guy. There's more inventory now than ever before because there are more eyes on YouTube. So it's also a good time to be thinking 
YouTube ads as well. Uh, so let's let's get. I want to get your background just really quickly, Liz. So you mentioned the the health and fitness channel for women. If you can give us kind of the quick rundown of what that channel is, why it started. You know, you guys have just done phenomenally well with that. So give us a story about that, and then kind of talk about what you're doing now, and then we'll dive into uh, the content. Yeah, sure. So um, eight years ago. My sister and I were, my actual real life sister and I were fitness instructors and personal trainers. And we, at the time we were living in Los Angeles, which is everybody knows is a very expensive place to live on a personal trainer salary. Um, We were working four or five different jobs and, you know, I was teaching and running all over the city to try to get to my classes and and help support people. And originally we started a, a WordPress blog. And the intention for that was because we were getting the same questions over and over from classes of up to 50, 60 people at a time. And so we created this resource online because one of the biggest questions we were getting was, you know, what do I eat? Or what did we do in this week's workout? I want to practice it at home on my own. And so we started posting, you know, workouts, recipes, and just general information so that we didn't have to repeat the same thing over and over. And so that people could refer back to it even when we weren't there. And when we started that blog, we also opened up an Instagram account. This was back when Instagram was just getting started. Um, We set up all the things. We set up a Facebook page. We set up a YouTube channel, but we didn't really touch it yet. And... Over time, over the next like three, four months, we started growing really, really quickly. Our email list started growing. The Instagram account started growing super fast. And we were getting women from not just LA and California area, but we started getting women from Australia, South America, Europe, even parts of the Middle East. And so we had the idea one day to launch a a group challenge and see if we were hoping to get 10 women signed up for it online. It was like our first ever launch. We were hoping to get 10 people. We were like, that would be so cool. And because of the power of the internet, we actually enrolled with no background in marketing, no understanding of ads, no understanding of you know, really ever having done this before. We were, I was 24 years old when we started this business. I had no idea what I was doing online. Um, but we ended up getting over 350 women enrolled in that first, very first launch for the program. Wow. We made a good so were you guys just totally shocked, totally floored? Totally floored. I mean, it was insane watching the numbers go up and up and up. And this was before we'd ever done anything with with paid ad campaigns. So this was all completely organically um, by building a community around a common cause and creating valuable content that was resonating with the audience that we were building. And and so that was really awesome. We made our first chunk of money and then we, we realized that there was a big opportunity and we said, why not us? And so we went all in within the next six months. We were both able to leave all of our jobs and switch to to doing this full time which was really, really cool. Um, And then a couple, two, three years ago, my sister got married and she decided to leave the business to start a new business with her new husband. So that was an interesting time and transition. Totally got trumped. I I, I feel like that's, uh, (laughs) that is not, that was not cool of your sister. I mean, we went through a moment. (laughs) We had a moment for sure. Um, But prior to that, we had, basically I had, I had kind of seen it coming. The writing was on the wall. You know, they were building up their own new platforms and things like that. They started a new YouTube channel. So the writing was on the wall. And in the transition, I had to get really smart because she was half of the leadership team, obviously. She was the other person in the business that knew how to do everything in the business, right? And so losing half of the leadership in that transition, I had to get really smart about why, where should we, where should I be putting the effort now? And where are we getting the highest ROI from all of the marketing efforts? Because 
At that point, we were doing everything. It was like Instagram, Facebook. We had Facebook ad campaigns running. We were doing YouTube videos every now and then. We were posting on Pinterest. Like We did all the things, right? And with that, that's a lot of work. And it's a lot of management. Even having assistance and having a team to support us, it was still a lot of work. So what I noticed in that transition when we did that company audit to find out where the highest ROI was coming from... I was shocked to find the results because we were posting every single day on Instagram. We were putting so much time and energy into it. We had the Facebook ad campaigns running, like I said. And what I found shocked me because most of the revenue that was not just for that year, but the entirety of the business was coming from YouTube and Pinterest. And those were the platforms that we kind of just like brushed off. You know, We were so laser focused on Facebook and Instagram and just really going all in with that. And when I actually sat down and crunched the numbers, YouTube and Pinterest had a higher return on investment. They had higher conversion rates for us. And we it basically took the least amount of time for us to produce the content for us. I was like, oh my God, why didn't we know this before? We should have looked at this three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason for it is because YouTube and Pinterest specifically are search engine based. So yeah. the way I see it and the way that I've a good, a good asset will build over time rather than just being exactly. a flash in the pan. Yeah. Exactly. You do the work once and as long as it's good and it's targeted and it's converting, it will pay off forever pretty much. So yeah, at that point, I transitioned all the efforts over into just focusing on YouTube. And for the next year, I just did YouTube, turned it into an affiliate network where we started promoting other influencers instead of just having me do it all, Um, which is really awesome because those still are paying off. The, The channel is still roaring. And, um, you know, it was an interesting transition. By that point, I was kind of like over the health and fitness industry in general. I mean, I had been in that business for five, almost six years. And so I took some time off because now everything that we've done has been automated for the most part. I'm a really big fan of video marketing automation. And so I took some time off, traveled around, and I was really waiting for the next thing that I was supposed to do. And in that time off, a bunch of people asked me because I was like traveling all over the world. <laughs> like This was before COVID-19, obviously. But I was traveling all over the world and had probably two dozen people ask me over that period of time, what do you do? How are you traveling? How are you doing all this cool stuff? And my answer was YouTube. YouTube and video marketing automation. And the, question, the follow-up question to that is, well, how do you monetize YouTube? How did you do that? And it was a very clear sign to me like, this is a market need. And this is something that people don't understand that there's a huge opportunity there by creating evergreen video content from an organic perspective. You're essentially creating that equity. You are basically building assets for your company. And if you do it right, it works on autopilot, which is super, super cool. Yeah, I just I love this topic so much, and and you know you you were sharing your stats. Uh, you shared it once we hit record, but you were also talking to me before we hit record. And and your your channel, just again, if anybody missed it, is uh, Super Sister Fitness, which is an awesome channel. Uh, but you said you've gained what like ten, fifteen thousand subscribers, something crazy. Like that, or maybe, and maybe maybe exaggerated, but you've you've gained thousands of subscribers in the last few weeks, right? Even though you're not uh, you're not shooting new content at this point. Yeah, not yeah. I haven't uploaded a new video over there for at least eight months, which is shocking. <laughs> but yeah, this month I think it wasn't 10k, um, but it was a few. It was like two or three thousand new subscribers, and that's that's, that's awesome. pretty typical. We're at least getting one or two thousand subscribers every month um, without even touching it. But right now there is definitely a spike and yeah. continues to grow. It's amazing. So you know, I was I was I was listening to a podcast recently. It was actually Roland Frazier's podcast uh, called Business Lunch, which I, I highly recommend. And uh, Josh Snow was on. He's the founder of Snow Teeth Whitening. 
And so the question came up, you know, if you were doing influencer marketing, what, and you could only pick, you know, one way to do influencer marketing, what would you choose? And he said, he didn't hesitate. He said, oh, YouTube for sure. Because you, you create, you have an influencer create a YouTube ad endorsing you. And then it just like builds and grows over time. And it's, it's evergreen. And it, you know, it can be super valuable where you do an Instagram story or something, which, which, which they do all of it, but you do an Instagram story or something. It's just a quick shout out and it's gone, you know, within 24 hours uh, type of thing. So, so, you know, with, with the idea that we're talking to an e-commerce audience, right? You know, let, let's talk about how you've used influencer marketing and how you would recommend e-commerce companies use influencer marketing. And so kind of walk us through that. Maybe give us some, some examples. How do you leverage influencer marketing with YouTube? What does that look like? Yeah, this is a great question because that was one of our specialties in that business. Um, at least a third of our revenue from the company was coming in through brand deals and sponsorships, specifically with usually some sort of an e-commerce product or you know a women's lifestyle type of product. And what I usually recommend is what we learned over the five years that we were doing brand deals and sponsorships with companies like that. And we got to a point where... I mean, we're like, we're looking at all the analytics from the Instagram posts, from the Facebook posts, from the Pinterest shares, from the blog posts, from the emails that we send out, and from the YouTube videos that we were created or creating for these companies. And what we started to notice after the first, first year was that the ones that performed the best long term were the YouTube videos. And the reason why is because we would SEO them and we would make them compelling for people in our audience to watch. Um, and there, that's a very big difference from just posting a 24-hour post on Instagram. A lot of those two, you know, it's hard to quantify because people aren't necessarily there to learn or to, you know, solve the problems that they're having or the challenges they're facing in their life. YouTube is very different. So what we ended up starting to recommend for for partners that wanted to work with us is YouTube and embedding a YouTube video into the blog post was the base package. That's what where we started because we knew that it was going to get them the best results. And obviously when when we win, they win and the audience wins. So, you know, what we ended up recommending is finding a topic that not only we could target for an SEO-based keyword strategy but also provide that compelling reason to watch. And the reason that YouTube is so different than time-bound platforms like Facebook and Instagram is because it's evergreen and it stays up there forever. I'll give you an example. We did one brand deal with a, a natural non-hormonal birth control company. It was like a little app and has comes with a temperature because women can read their temperatures instead of taking hormonal birth control pills. And we support that. You know, we support being educated around your fertility and all, your natural cycles. And so we partnered up with this company. And this was four years ago. We created a, a video called the side. So here's the, the keyword formula for if you're going to do a brand deal or um, some sort of a sponsored video on YouTube, you want to have a target keyword in the beginning of the title and then a compelling reason to watch. That's the formula. So you have your nice. target keyword, compelling reason to watch. So the video title is called Side Effects of Birth Control. That was our target keyword. And the the compelling reason to watch was every woman needs to watch this. <laughs> so nice. obviously that worked very, very well. That was over four years ago. And they're still generating leads from that from an organic perspective. So even though they I think that was like a six or seven thousand dollar deal to produce the video, um, they're still getting a payoff from it four years later. It reached over ninety-four thousand views. 
And every single month, they're still generating leads from that sponsored video. So what we also did was then we took that video, embedded it onto our blog in a permanent blog post that we also SEO'd, and then added additional features to that, like a Pinterest infographic. We basically created a whole spread for them. So it's also ranking on Pinterest as well. So it basically... So that infographic is ranking on Pinterest as well? Yeah. So that went viral. It got shared a ton of times. So it creates this cyclone of organic traffic that continues to build up over time. And sometimes it was challenging to communicate this to people, especially in the e-com space, who didn't... They were just looking for you know a shout out on Instagram or an Instagram story where we promoted an affiliate link or something like that. But first of all, the quality of that is very, very low. People, the conversion on that is also very, very low. At least that's what we saw. These people don't want to be spammed with affiliate links. They right. don't... The thing about affiliate links to like a 10% off or 20% off with XYZ code, it's easy for the e-com company to track because based on code usage and whatever, they can see how many people actually use the code. However, the influencer on those time-bound platforms like Facebook and Instagram, they have to continually promote it. So they're, they would have to continually basically spam their audience with that link <laughs> in right, order to right. promote going. YouTube is not like that at all. You do the work once and you have the ability to create an educational piece. So it's content marketing by educating and providing value beyond just saying, hey, here's go buy this product and save 20% off. It's a very different animal. And it, like I said, it can create, it has the capacity to create a cyclone of long-term evergreen organic traffic for your business. So this is fantastic. I want to, I want to break this down a little bit because I, I don't think most people are considering YouTube YouTube this way. And, and so you, you mentioned you would SEO the videos, right? And then you'd SEO the blog post as well. But let's talk about the video first. Um, what, what do you mean by that? And why, why do we SEO a video? So YouTube, and, and by the way, SEO, search engine optimization, I think most people know that, but just in case you're scratching your head, SEO, search engine optimization. Yeah, totally. So Google owns YouTube. Google is the largest search engine in the world and YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. It's also the second most visited site in the world. And so when we're talking about SEOing a video, we're talking about doing keyword research to find keywords that have high search volume and relatively low competition that you have a chance to rank your videos on the search engine platform. The cool part about YouTube too is because it's owned by Google, if you do a really good job at ranking your videos on YouTube, you'll also end up taking over those top video slots in Google as well. And on Google, there's that extra videos tab too, and they prioritize YouTube videos there obviously because it's, it's their partner company that they own. So when we're talking about SEOing a video specifically, we need to identify those high traffic keywords that have low enough competition that you stand a chance to rank on the first page of YouTube search results. And there's a couple different places that you need to make sure that you're putting your keyword in that really, really matter. Number one is in the title. So you want to get it as close to the beginning of the title as possible. And remember, the title formula is target keyword plus compelling reason to watch. That's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it too fancy. Keep it simple. I love that. I've never never heard it explained that way, uh, but it makes all the sense in the world because also part of Google's and part of YouTube's ranking algorithm is, is viewership, right? And how many... How many people actually click something to to view it, and how long they view it, and stuff like that. So that compelling reason to view—that's a really important part of that formula. Yeah, totally. Another video that we had on YouTube went totally viral. Six point two million organic views. Is how to do the splits fast in three easy steps. So how to do the splits with the target keyword fast in three easy steps. That's what people want to know, right? They want it easy. They want it fast. They want it now. 
So we've used that formula over and over and over again. The second place where keywords really matter is in your description. So the, the first two to three lines of your YouTube video description are you need to have your target keyword again in that first sentence. And then a couple, two or three relevant related keywords within that. Um, YouTube truncates, I think it's after 150 characters or something of the video description. So anything below that or anything that they need to click to show more, you don't want to necessarily have all of the, the stuff down there. You want to get it up at the top so that it can categorize. Because YouTube's job organically is to be able to identify what video content needs to go where within the archives, right? And then be able to call upon it easily when somebody is searching for that in a query. Um, so yeah, you want to make sure you have your target keyword in your video description as well with a couple variations, but don't do keyword stuffing, which is basically sounding like a robot and just copy pasting a bunch of keywords in there, make it sound still human. Um, and make sure, especially for e-com companies, that you're including whatever links or um, you know promotions that you have above that fold. You don't want that to be buried in the in the show more either. And then the last place that they expect, well, there's actually two more places they especially matter um, is in the tags of the video. So you want that target keyword right in the beginning of the tags, um, and then whatever relevant variations there are. Again, don't keyword stuff because you get penalized for that. And then last but not least, saying your target keyword within the first five seconds of your hook because YouTube can hear what your videos are saying. So YouTube is transcribing your videos right in there and they're, they're looking at the actual spoken content of the video. Right. Exactly. Nice. So those are the four main places that, that keywords matter. Obviously there's a bunch of other stuff like metadata and stuff when you're uploading the video, but we don't, we don't need to get into that. It's a little techie and a little nerdy. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this and, and, and just a little bit of, of my background I mentioned on the show before, but we used to do a ton of SEO. So we actually started as an SEO company, but rarely if ever doing anything with, with YouTube and, and I haven't touched SEO in, in quite a while now, but um, what are your recommendations for keyword research? So you're trying to identify what are these high volume keywords and specifically high volume keywords on, on YouTube. And I think it's really important to underscore, and you mentioned it's the second most popular search engine, but that, that's what people do when they go to YouTube, right? They go to YouTube and they discover videos by typing in queries, right? Occasionally you're going to watch the recommended videos and stuff like that, but, but still it's largely driven by, by search queries. Uh, what, what tools, what are you using for keyword research and how do you identify those high volume, low competition keywords? Yeah, so we have a step-by-step -step process that's outlined in our YouTube growth course. So we won't have time to go into all the nitty gritty right. things that today, but my recommendations are, and this is actually, I've been wondering about this for the last year at least. So at your event, I was really pleased to hear the Google guy that you had there um, when I got to ask like, hey, you know, what are the, what's the accuracy of the YouTube search tools that we're using? Are those accurate? And, and he basically confirmed what I was already thinking is that YouTube doesn't share its search metrics with anybody. Right. And that's something that a lot of YouTube organic and SEO people are not talking about. Mm -hmm. and, but I think it's really important to understand. So what the keyword tools that I'm about to recommend, just know that if the numbers aren't matching up, because this is a question we used to get all the time, if the numbers aren't matching up, it's because those keyword tools are pulling data from aggregate sites, not directly from YouTube itself. Um, so what we end up having to do is looking, we're looking at estimated averages over a period of time. Usually it's taken from the last 12 months. So they're not always great for up-to-date information. If you're looking for like, if there's something happening in the world, a world event or something happening in your industry, a big um, 
tent pole event or a conference coming up and you want to create a video around that organically, you're better off using trends.google.com to get up-to-date accurate information around searches. But when you are just generally putting together your YouTube organic strategy, there are three keyword plugins that I use all the time and, and highly recommend. Number one, and my favorite one, is TubeBuddy. So T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. The second one that we use all the time is VidIQ. And the third one is called Keywords Everywhere. Now, Keywords Everywhere applies to the whole internet. Um, so it's not just YouTube-specific, but those first two are YouTube-specific. Awesome. And we'll link to those in the show notes. We'll link to your course as well, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, uh, which I highly recommend people check out. And so th this has just been uh, phenomenal so far. I, I want to dive in. When you and I were kind of prepping for this show, you were, you were teaching me about three types of content to create on YouTube. So I think, I think this is a, a large question that people have. Um, you know, I get it that, hey, you want to you find content that's related to a keyword that's getting, getting some volume, but not super competitive and all that. But what, what, are, the, what are the three types of content and, and kind of walk us through what those could look like? Yeah, so first, let me give you a quick background on where this idea comes from. It doesn't come from me directly, but we use this practice all the time. And this is what we recommend in our programs and working with our clients. This information comes straight from YouTube. Um, a couple of years ago, I won something called the YouTube Next Up Contest for that health and fitness channel, which is basically a way that nice. YouTube gives back to its creators. Is that like an Oscar? Um, is that almost as prestigious as an Oscar? Well, I would you say... Have to give an acceptance Oscar. speech or anything? Those are like the creator awards. <laughs> but this is a this is a contest that anyone over, I believe it's 10K subscribers can apply for. And it's a way for you That is elite status. Anything over 10,000 subscribers, that is definitely what top couple percent of YouTubers, I would assume. Oh, really? I don't know. I just made that up on the spot. It sounds <laughs> impressive. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's cool. We'll just leave you it. You made it. If you're over 10K... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're done. <laughs> um, so yeah, with as part of winning that contest, I got to go into the YouTube space in Los Angeles right across the street from where we met. And um, they basically took us through an accelerated film school for the week called Creator Camp. And we also got to work with a YouTube channel manager who was a Google employee as well as a YouTube employee. Um, for an entire year. And through that year, they taught us all the analytics and stuff we needed to look for, how the search engines work. Um, and part of what we learned there was that they did, I think the year prior, they had done a cross-section analysis of the fastest growing and highest engaged YouTube channels that ever were. And they were looking and studying the channels and the types of content they were putting out to figure out and identify patterns. And that's where this concept comes from. So we just want to be really clear. There are three types of videos that they found on these fastest growing, highest engaged channels. Number one is what most people do when they start out on the YouTube organic side is called hub content, like the hub of a wheel. And this is what most people do when they are repurposing their podcast episodes or they're you know, repurposing Facebook Lives and just uploading, that, uploading content that was made for another platform. It's not to say you shouldn't do that, but when you're brand new and when you're if you're trying to grow your channel organically, we don't recommend starting with hub content. But I'm going to give you a little bit of background about, okay, what is that kind of content besides just podcasts and Facebook Lives? Hub content is essentially what you... If you were to think about your YouTube channel as having a TV show and you were having a new episode come out every week, that's your hub content. It's like what you're known for. It's the meat and potatoes of your of your channel. But you don't want to start there because unless you're somebody like a Marie Forleo or Brendan Burchard who already has an audience, who already has influence. And the reason why is because it's not very searchable and it's not discoverable. And if people don't already know, like, and trust you and love your content, 
your hub content can actually end up hurting your watch time. And watch time is super, super important on YouTube when it comes to organic rankings. So the second type of, of video, and then we're going to get into the third and the best type of video, video content that you should have. But, it's, but before we go there, the second type is hero content. So this is like, I was asking you guys, like, you talk about hero ads all the time. And I'm like, are you talking about the same type of hero organic content that we, we talk about? Um, so hero content is really only designed to be produced and published on your channel one or two times per year. We think about these as like, if your hub content is how people who already know you get to continue to interact with you, hero content is what makes them become absolute raving lifetime fans. Um, typically, it's content that is designed to create and spark an emotional reaction within them. Uh, a lot of times, it will be more polarized type of content, taking a stance on something or providing an antagonist journey um, that the viewer can relate to and really identify with. Um, these hero type videos often have the propensity to go very viral. They use a lot more storyboarding and that antagonist journey within them. But again, these are only designed to be once or twice a year. Um, typically, you put a little bit of higher budget into it, hire a professional video production team, and really create the, the story, the mission for what, why your company is doing what it's doing, right? Did you guys do um, something like that for Super Sisters Fitness? Yeah, so we, create, we produced a, a story, a hero piece that was called Why Your Health Matters. And I believe it was like a five or six minute video. The first half of the video was like super like sad piano music. We used, when you're using a hook for a video like this, what we noticed is the, the videos that went totally viral, they always started with the same three things. We studied Jay Shetty and Prince EA and a bunch of these other big viral storyteller type creators. And what we found is that starting the video with a hook on a hero piece, they always started with either an interesting question, a compelling fact, or a bold statement. Mm. And so we started our, our hero piece called Why Health Matters with a, a, fat, a stat about heart disease and how it kills more people in the United States than anything else. Interesting. And, so did you and, still, with this hero piece, just real quickly, did, did you still put a keyword at the front end of it? Were you still thinking keyword with this or this was not keyword based? Okay. Hero videos are not keyword based. They're, they're the story and the mission of your company. Yep. And so when we share that, that startling fact, I think it was something like every five seconds, somebody in the world has a heart attack. And then, and when I was in third grade, one of those people was my dad, mm. because we do have a history of, that's why we started our company. Really? So, Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's that emotional story that people watch and they're like, wow, they, they, yeah, connect, so they connect with you on a deeper level than they ever did before. Totally. They got to see like, wh who is this? This isn't just another, you know, fitness company out there. Right. We have a real reason, a real vision for transforming this issue in our country. Right. And so it goes through, you know, some of the emotional aspects of it and the, the charged polarized content that people really got behind. We went into the prescription drug industry. We went into our healthcare system. We touched on some really, really polarized topics. And then midway through the video, transition into hope and vision. So then it's like, here's what we're doing. Here's how we can start to shift this, not just for us, but for our kids and for the future generations and all of this. And went into health and fitness and exercise and eating right and, and being the example for your community. And that video went absolutely bananas, especially on Facebook. We posted it natively on Facebook and it, it hit over a million views organically on Facebook alone wow. because people were commenting wow. on it, sharing it. They could identify with it. So we, we got to create raving fans with that video. And that was a hero video. Um, but really, you only need to produce those once or twice a year. That's the general recommendation of best practice. Don't spend all your time doing hero videos because 
even though they have the propensity to go viral because they have that identity piece in it, um, it's not always a guarantee the same way that SEO and keywords are. So that brings us to the last and final type of content that you need. And this is where every YouTube channel should start if they want to grow organically and take advantage of the search engine capabilities of YouTube. And that is help content. So help content is where everyone should start. Um, you want to have as much help content as you can. And this is where you can really break down, look at the data and identify those keywords to bring in that organic traffic. What we typically recommend for new channels that have a goal to bring in organic traffic is to develop anywhere from five to 10 help videos before you do anything else. Um, and those should all be keyword research. You need to create five or 10 help videos before you launch your channel or just five help videos before you look at hub or hero content? Five help videos before you do any hub or hero content. Got it, got it, okay. That way you'll have a, because think of it this way too, if you have a library of help content that's designed for your target viewer or customer, when they land on your channel, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So if they land on your channel and these are intelligently designed strategic videos that are not only pulling in organic traffic, no matter where somebody lands on your channel from, if they see a bunch of helpful content that's solving their problems and challenges, the likelihood that they're going to subscribe goes way up as well. So um, help content is the bulk of what we help support people in figuring out as far as planning the strategy, deciding what your channel pillars are going to be, breaking those down, and then doing the individual keyword research to figure out what videos you need to go produce. Um, and then being able to train teams and stuff like that. If people have, have teams, we help support training teams so that you don't have to hire a full-time YouTube expert. Um, so help content is by far the best. It's where everybody should start. You can post help content as often as you want, but definitely start there. Hub content is once a week posting, once people already know who you are. It's a way to connect with your audience and continue to provide value. And then hero content really hits the ball out of the park and creates raving fans for life. It's amazing. So we got hub, hero, and help content. Start with help content. Just phenomenal stuff. Um, as we kind of wrap up, there's, there's a few things we want to ask and then we'll talk about how people can connect with you and harness your genius um, what are some of the the misconceptions or the mistakes that people make that are common as they're as they're trying to get started with YouTube organic that you would want to help them avoid? Um, I would say the biggest misconception is that it's going to be an overnight success. This YouTube organic is really not the th like if you want overnight success, do YouTube ads hands down. You'll yep. be able to get the data faster. You can see if it's converting faster. But once you're to the point in your business where you're ready to transition into, and start building assets for the business that work on autopilot without actually requiring an ad budget behind it, because we all know you turn the ad budget off, the traffic goes away. So, yep, for sure. I recommend that every business has at least a baseline organic strategy just to provide security for the business if and when your ad accounts get shut down or you know something changes in the platform or you know you, your ad budget shift or something stops converting. I recommend that every business have that foundation of organic strategy and, and be able to pull in traffic um, organically, right? So not with depending on ads. However, if you want fast results, you want quick, quick data, um, YouTube ads is great for that. And also I would say the biggest misconception is that, you know, this organic strategy and SEO is going to basically produce wild, wild results overnight. It doesn't, it can sometimes, but don't put all your eggs in that basket. YouTube organic and SEO strategies are more when you're to the point in your company where you want to build assets. 
I love that. And I think, yeah, don't, don't expect that your first video or your second video, or maybe even your 10th video is going to be a viral success. Maybe none of them will be viral, right? If you, if you're really good at creating help content, they may be each moderately successful, but added together can be really impactful for your business. And I 100% agree with your assessment. I love, I love ads. I like the, the control and the scalability and the, the, the immediate feedback that we get by running ads. But you shut those ads off and it's over, right? It's done. You know, where, where if you're building these ongoing assets, like the example you gave with the natural birth control, four years in and they're still getting a ton of leads because of that work that you did, that, that's remarkable. We, we all should uh, put together a plan and a strategy to, to try to harness that for sure. So uh, I've been very motivated by you as we had our prep call and then this call, like, I got to get after it, man. I actually enjoy creating content, but we got to, uh, OMG, we got to get after it on the, uh, the organic YouTube site because we have been guilty of, you know, potentially just taking a podcast and throwing it up on YouTube. I've uh, been kind of lazy, man, with our, with our YouTube uh, strategy. So we're, we're going to get after it. But uh, really good stuff. Liz, for those that are listening and say, okay, I've got to hear more of Liz's tips and insights where can they connect with you? And maybe you have some, some courses or some guides. So talk about that. And then what if, what if someone just says, I just want to hire Liz to like come, come and help me. And maybe you're not for hire right now, but, uh, but, but let us know how can we connect more with you? Yeah. So um, one of the best places to start if you're interested in growing YouTube on the organic side is to go to youtubegrowthhacks.com. Um, we put together a five-step process for making sure that you're set up for success from the organic perspective. Um, another thing that I would love to mention here is that we have a Facebook group called YouTube Marketing Mastery. Um, it's a free group open to anybody who is interested in growing and monetizing their YouTube channel. And you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash YouTube VIPs. And last but not least, if you're interested in that YouTube growth course, you can check that out at gethelpwithyoutube.com. Um, if you want to reach out to directly to me, the best place to do that is inside that Facebook group. We can hop on a quick 15-minute call and talk about what's happening with your channel, what your goals are, what your challenges are, and you'll be able to walk away with a customized strategy plan for you to move forward and figure out what, what the best way is to whether we work together, whether you do a channel audit, whether you you know take our 90-day consulting program. We have many, many different options that people can work with us. And I'm excited to, to connect with you all. Awesome. Liz Germain, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. Uh, and we will link to everything in the show notes. So if you were not taking notes or if you're driving and you can't remember all that, check it out at uh, omgcommerce.com or ecommerceevolution.com. We'll have links to all of Liz's resources and the Facebook group and all of that. But man, that was, that was, that was straight fire, Liz. Uh, really, really appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, taking your, your quarantine time and spending it uh, here. So, so greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yep, awesome. Tons of fun. And so again, check out the resources online. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear feedback from you, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. If you feel so inclined, we would love that review on iTunes. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. 
If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. 